The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory, Glory to, to you, you, O Lord. The leaders scoffed at Jesus, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked Jesus, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man <clears throat> has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus replied, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Good evening, everyone. Good evening. So good to be with you again. Christ, the King of the universe, or simply the Feast of Christ the King, which we celebrate today, is still a relatively young feast in the eyes of the Church. It was instituted by Pope Pius XI in 1925 to respond to the rise of both communism and fascism, which were trying to eliminate Christian influence in the world. Pope Pius described Christian believers as salt of the earth and light of the world. His desire was not to promote a political dynasty, but rather a spiritual kingdom. Now that's an idea that Pontius Pilate didn't really get when he asked Jesus whether he was a king. That's a point that many Jews didn't understand at that time either. They anticipated the long-awaited Messiah, a Messiah that would rule in the way that their ancestor David did when he ruled over his earthly kingdom. That's a truth that not even the apostles grasped as they were always jockeying for position, for the highest position in this new kingdom being ushered in by Jesus. Now, given the name of today's feast, the feast of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe, we might expect today's readings to maybe speak to that reality we might expect our readings to, to be more about kingship. We might expect something glorious from the book of Revelation, or maybe something about Jesus sitting at God's right hand with splendid robes and a golden crown. Or maybe a reading from Isaiah. For a child 
has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests on his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Or even a great moment from one of the Gospels, you know, maybe Jesus' transfiguration on the mountain or his, him raising Lazarus from the dead. <clears throat> but no, we find none of these things. What we find instead is a crucifixion scene from Luke's gospel. A man stripped of his clothing, hanging from a cross, struggling even to breathe, consumed by pain and rejected by his own people. He hangs with two thieves, one on one side deriding him and the other on the other side trying to defend him. This is our king. Is there any other moment in our church calendar other than Good Friday that is more of a paradox than today? His chosen path of glory was the cross. I think if paradise was anywhere, it was surely with him, the king of the universe, even in that place called Golgotha. Paradise was there. Heaven and earth met, even in that place. We at the foot of the cross experience a glimpse of paradise through his suffering, his death, and ultimately his resurrection. We also who unite our suffering with him. He tells us, today you will be in paradise with me. And so what does this feast, the feast of Christ the King, what does that mean to us today? We who live in this still broken world 2,000 years later. It means that we are called to follow in his footsteps. It means that if we follow Jesus, we follow the way of humility and love of others through the sacrifice, our sacrifices for their sake. It means that we adjust our own lives, our own priorities, our own hopes and dreams in order to accommodate those who are in need those who we may not even know by name. An acquaintance of mine told me about a recent uh, dinner date he had with a friend. And as they approached the restaurant for dinner, they passed by a homeless man sitting on the edge of the parking lot. The snow was falling heavily, and there he was, sitting on the cold pavement, with all his worldly possessions, two garbage bags, getting wet from the snowfall. They went over to him and they chatted a little bit about what he was struggling with. When placing their orders for dinner, they also ordered an additional dinner for takeout so that when they were done, they could bring the food out to this very unfortunate man who was very grateful for a meal. 
the St. Vincent de Paul Society in our parish, together with the Central Council in Windsor, are involved in feeding and clothing the homeless in the Windsor area. There are close to 500 homeless people living on the streets in these conditions right now. And there is certainly more that can be done. The church always advocates not only for charity, but also for social justice. Homelessness is everyone's problem. And we must look to alleviate those systemic reasons why it continues to persist. As we look to uh, Jesus on the cross, we must recognize the suffering members of his mystical body. In his time on earth, Jesus identified with those who were poor and downtrodden. He showed great compassion for those who were lowly. And soon, he would find himself lowly and forgotten, beaten and downtrodden. This Jesus of the poor and the neglected, this Jesus who did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave being born in human likeness. This is our king, our king who exchanged a crown for a cross. How do we honor him? How do we follow his lead? How do we love those as he has loved us and given us our own precious lives? Last week, we asked you to take home a stewardship list and to pray and discern where you could be of service in the parish. This is your opportunity to walk as Jesus walked on this earth, not as a king, but as a servant to all. Maybe you don't see a ministry that you think might fit you, but don't worry. Just let us know what your talents and your strengths are. What skills do you use in your workplace and in your life? Think outside the box and let us know. Please take time to volunteer and to be the hope that our world needs in this time of many challenges. God will do many wonderful things with you, his faithful people. As we approach this season of Advent starting next Sunday, we will again walk from darkness into new light. Our anticipation of our Savior God will ultimately lead us to his incarnation into our world as we celebrate Christmas. We may be fearful or angry or discouraged at this particular time. We may be grieving. We may have just lost our way. But there is reason to hope. We are not abandoned by Christ, the King of the universe. He is with us. He is here always to the end of the ages. He has shown us the way to his kingdom, the way of humility, service, and the way of trust, because he is our king, a king like no other. And of his kingdom, 
there will be no end.